Hey everybody, this is Aaron Powell. I'm the host of Stupid Movie Tuesday and Aaron Explains the Universe. And you're listening to The Elijah Bailey Show. The Elijah Bailey Show is sponsored by Black, Black and Studios. Studios. Oklahoma's premier podcasting facility. If you have passion, motivation, and you want a podcast, simply send them an email at podcast at blackandstudios.com. Make sure to follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Black and Studios. Remember, it's Black The Elijah Bailey Show is also sponsored by... Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Elijah 5000. Today, I've got a special offer for you. If you like wearing badass shirts, original themes from pop culture, comic book, and anime culture from original artists, then use our promo code at checkout at www.riptapparel.com. Promo code Elijah Bailey Show gives you a 10% discount, so you're paying less than anyone else. Make sure to go, get your shirt, look cool as hell, and stay ripped. And three, two... One, what is up, everyone? This is Elijah Bailey, a.k.a. Elijah 5000. 5000. And joining me, as usual, you hear that sultry voice. My friend, my brother, the illustrious fallen angel himself, Richard Taplin. Yes. How are you doing today, sir? Good. Man, I like the way you guys can't see it. And if you can't see it, that means you're a part of our Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash Elijah Bailey show, but his eyes are closed. He's yes. meditating. I was actually thinking about doing the whole show. With my eyes, Your eyes closed. closed. Yeah, oh, man, that's yeah, that's dope. Just trying to put myself in a different uh, dimension, different basically. space. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I get it. Yes, I got it. Yes. I got. I think it. most podcasters do shows with their eyes open, and you know, Blackest Studios are always down to try new things. That's right, and I do love that shirt. You, you heard the Fallen Angel part. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, sir. Yes, I always have to repeat. This is probably the shirt I probably wear this shirt at least two times a week. At least two do times a week. Do you wash it or no? At least wear it two times a week. <laughs> it's a nice shirt. Yes, that's thank my, you, sir. That's my boy Cloud on there. You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> you are a liar. I thought I was surprised you didn't say something else. Oh, Seth Roth over You there. are a liar. With that long um, sword. That yeah, sword. Plus, I had to since, you know, we got the... The gaming challenge tonight. The gaming challenge tonight. And you know, I posted that, that, that share that video with you, Jeremy, and John Stone. Yeah, and I'm, John Stone actually did have a good reaction. Mark back. He, he oh, actually, he did reply back. He actually texted okay. to me. I'm actually gonna open my eyes just briefly just to read to this. read this, his message. Yes. Uh, let me go to it. Sorry, I did not have it prepped. Yeah, it's okay. Mm. I mean, you came in this bitch and everything was ready, but you yes. on the other hand, he was like, "Um," he said, "Oh, in your post yesterday, the one of Safroth, I'm ready to throw down any day, bro. Just pick the day." LOL. See, he was laughing about it because he knew that was a joke. Yeah. Then he said, and I also like to point out that Angel wasn't using his buster sword. And he was fighting at 50% or less before Genesis got arrogant AF, which I'm assuming as, as fuck. fuck. Yeah. LOL. So. This motherfucker can't just write out the words. I'm laughing at you. Can't write out but the words, and you I, know I'm I'm fine with the excuses. Okay, I'm fine. Well, with I'm just both gonna say excuses because both Angel or Angel, I can't pronounce his name. It right. doesn't fucking matter. In Genesis, neither one of them made it. Uh, continuing forward, yeah. Yes. I, I just like the confidence of somebody that continues to suck down L's like Daddy O's. He's just like, ah, give it to mm-hmm. me. Uh, but I will say this: we recorded a badass episode of superpower movie podcast this morning Stay nice. on point. by the time you guys hear this uh fuck it i ain't telling y'all shit mm. but it was a great show and bringing this up the, the shirt looms foreshadows if you will to our gaming challenge tonight by the time you hear this we've already racked up our w's you've seen mm-hmm. it on social mm-hmm. media but mm-hmm. it's against the red six to golden corral crew mm-hmm. and we're going to the one and only gaming spot left in okc flashback retro Hub. Yes, Five sir. bucks to get in. You pay for your drinks, but all the old school arcade games that you can play until 2 a.m., 3 a.m.? Fuck it's it. It's pretty, pretty late. It's, it's forever because it's always in your soul. So, I mean, you could go, and I think I love the price point because you could go every single night and still be good mm-hmm. on your finances. But we're going to go down there, play them tonight at 6 p.m. So, if you were following us on social media, you would have been down there because we post everything on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram so our adoring fans can come down and see and witness because you guys only got to watch on Twitch last time. This time, we want you to see it in person. Two guys 
One wearing a backwards cap, one wearing a do-rag. Whip the shit out of a mustache-wearing bastard, and Caleb is just Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to play them tonight. Bring home some more Ws. He's got some nice cheeks. He does have cheeks. You can fill those deals up, whatever yes. you want. Other update, we're going to be at Akon next Saturday. Akon, everything is ready and in order. Uh, what time are you leaving? Uh, Saturday morning. All right, I'm going with you Saturday morning. All right, so Saturday morning, Akon. You're going to see Jarvis White, Ivan the Dreaded. Ivan's Tim. not going to be there. Oh, that's right. Ivan pulled mm. out because I sent him my PSN info, and he's like, you know what? I give up. So, <laughs> so sorry, Ivan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that being said, we have a fucking phenomenal show. I don't want to keep you guys waiting any longer. We have a guy that has a PhD. If you don't know what that is, I'll tell you as soon as the show starts. Today, the Elijah Bailey Show becomes... I mean, it's still the Elijah Bailey show, but we, we hit that milestone. And we're going to get into the latest episode where we had two female Super Saiyans on DBS. The Elijah Bailey show starts right now. All right, folks, we're back. And today we told you we had a very special guest. We have a modern Renaissance man joining us in the studio today via phone. We have a man that's published six books. I haven't published one yet. I haven't even published. I, I do articles, but some for some reason people don't read them. But he has six books that are very well known. We will leave those in the description at the very end of the show. So that way you can go to the links on Amazon. You can purchase these books and support this man. Not only that, he has a Ph.D. If you don't know what that means, <laughs> PhD stands for pretty hard, comma, damn it. Because I don't have one. And just thinking about getting <laughs> my doctorate is harder than shit. And he was also featured twice on the Elijah Bailey Show for Podcast of the Week. He's a host of two podcasts. And he was here for Cosplay of the Week. A comedian, a workout fitness fanatic, and he's a man, a master of navigating the avenues of conversation on a higher intellectual level. Today we have... Your favorite skinny man, Dr. Aaron Powell. How's it going, Aaron? Oh, great. That was, man, man. I, I almost got to record that, that for my own show. That how'd that feel, Aaron? Great introduction. <laughs> That's how we do it in the Elijah Bailey show. I mean, that man, was the red carpet. I, I might need to hire you for some voiceover work. That was, that was amazing. Huh? Hey, hey, man, I, I, I will do it. I will do it. <laughs> I, like, I got excited. I was like, man, who has he got on the show? This dude sounds awesome. <laughs> Man, thank you for being on the show today. And, and FYI, Aaron, Elijah will work free for you for uh, coffee and Pop-Tarts. Oh, you don't bring That's up the price. Oh, man, you got it. I That's got you price. some um, cinnamon brown sugar. Hey, oh, hey, That's the shit right there. You just uh, hey. See, that that's not, the only flavor, man. I'm sorry. That's the only one, uh, <laughs> the only one I eat. Dude, I'm going to have to call my wife be like, honey, I ain't never coming home again. That Harlem Nights right? program, Aaron offered me Pop-Tarts. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, we've known each other for a couple of months through uh, the show that I produce out in Cali, Krill yes. and we had this conversation at the beginning of the show. It's like, man, I don't, I really don't know why it's taking this long. And really, I got to make sure I'm up to standards because that intro right there, that PhD alone is intimidating. And then you throw some, some six books on that and you, and I see the Prince cosplay and you got the, the, the King Kai tattoo on your chest. I'm like, man, can I really hold a conversation with this man? Yeah, that man, I'm just, a, I'm just a regular dude who likes nerd shit, man. Hey. <laughs> that's, that's the way to do it. Now, if you guys have not listened to Aaron's podcast, he has two very, very amazing shows. And I think the one that uh, when I put you on for Cosplay of the Week for the first one, Stupid Movie Tuesdays, you had just seen yeah. Suicide Squad. And yeah. I, I love the way that you talked about Suicide Squad. And that got me hooked on that show. Uh, but following that, I think the next week was Aaron Explains the Universe. So can you explain to us what your thought process was for these podcasts and how they came to be? All right, so um, I'll start um, I'll start in reverse order, actually. Stupid Movie Tuesday is just like, it's, it's my second podcast that I'm doing. It's like a, it's a shorter version of it because uh, Aaron Explains the Universe, and I can go for like two hours. But um, Stupid Movie Tuesday, is I've had episodes as short as 15 minutes. I've had episodes as long as like an hour or so, but... I love movies. I love watching just anything that is committed to film. And back oh, some years ago, every Tuesday, I would watch like some obscure movies and just call it Stupid Movie Tuesday. Just not mm. even do reviews on them or anything like that. I'm a huge fan of like black exploitation films, mm. um, 
knockoff like red box movies you know like every time that there's like a movie out there's like some red box um um just dumbass movie that's like yeah. a rip off of it like with um back in the day they did this all the time like when jaws came out they had another movie called orca orca was about this killer whale who whose wife and son this is the plot of the movie <laughs> whose wife and unborn son were caught by like harpooners and this killer whale goes on a killing spree. That's the plot <laughs> of the movie. And I love I love how dumb that movie is. So I was like, all right, that's the original stupid movie Tuesday right there, Orca. So I was like, let me just watch movies and give my reviews on them. And I, at first I thought I was just going to watch like obscure movies. But I was like, no, there's other movies out that I want to watch and just give reviews on and stuff. And, of course, that'll get more people, you know, watching and listening because uh, my first episode for that was Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And that movie, and my thought process from it is not just to give a review on the movie, but to look deeper into it and see what other hidden messages there are. Because Doctor Strange had a lot of, like, race relation issues in it. Like, if you look really closely and listen to a lot of the dialogue in that movie, there's a lot of things about, like, modern-day race relations in America in that movie. Yeah. Um, there's a point in there where there's a black guy... Uh, an Asian guy and a white guy working mm-hmm. together, but you're not thinking about that, but you can see it. They're just like, hey, look, we got to come together to get rid of this common evil. Exactly. You know, we have a common enemy, so we have to put our differences aside and work together. You know, and that that kind of symbolism speaks a lot to me. Uh, Suicide Squad is a movie that I hate that I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, love, I love that movie, but at the same time, it's not a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's it's edited to shit. <laughs> the soundtrack to it is like someone who doesn't know what they want to listen to, so they keep <laughs> changing the song. That's like through the whole movie, it's like that. And the storyline is just all over the place. Yeah. And they're like, these are the people that are going to help us from alien threats. Really? You got the girl <laughs> on roller skates and the dude who can shoot well, a guy who can't properly throw a boomerang. Like, let me ask you a question okay, about okay. suicide. So, what did you like about it? Like, what was it that made you be like, man, that movie was shit? That movie was something. That movie was rolling a motherfucker. Goddamn. I mean, what, what <laughs> made you like, you see, you got a hate and love for it. What, what, what was it about it that you it's actually like, did like? I, I liked it because it was, they, 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 they took a risk. You know, they took, they took a risk and they, they tried to make something out of, like the DC universe had the DC cinematic universe, like the people behind making those movies, they have this idea that like people are going to like what we put out because they like these people already, yeah. but they don't have enough respect for their audience to give us something to care about. Yeah. You know, I, there's it, a lot of characters in that movie in suicide Squad that I did not care about. And that's a lot of the, a lot of the consensus of that movie. Like people didn't like it because I didn't have anything to latch on to. Like, Will Smith's character, Deadshot, who I also cosplay, by the way. Mm. Um, D- Deadshot, he he had a story. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, uh, and Will Smith, his superpower in that movie was saving that movie the best he could. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good but, one. Was a Hancock coming back yeah, in the Suicide Squad. yeah. But like he, he, his struggle was okay. I have to do this to get my daughter back, and that went from beginning to middle to end. Mm-hmm. He was like the only one who really had like a story arc in there. I think that's what I like the most about that movie because like I could. Uh, it's gonna sound real cliche, but I found the one black dude in the movie. <laughs> Luckily, he didn't die. I can relate. <laughs> I can relate to him because you know he he looks like me, you know, yeah. and. He had a story, but the rest of it was just all over the place. It was just the worst archaeologist in the world breaking <laughs> statues at the site. I'm like, true, what the true. hell? Or, uh, you know, Harley Quinn, the worst Joker ever. I will say that on the. I don't know who, who likes the Joker from that movie, <laughs> but the people who do are not people I want to hang out with. That was <laughs> terrible. What do you okay? What do you think about uh, Rick Flag? Because I didn't think there was a place for him in the movie. He got railroaded Rick, by. Rick Flagg was expository man. He was just telling you everything that was going on mm. in like the most drawn out telegraph <laughs> dialogue ever. He was like, "This is Katana. 
her sword holds the souls of the people that she kills. I'm like, okay. He sounds, every, everything he said in that movie looks like the back of a trading car from, remember in the 90s, we had the superhero <laughs> oh, trading wow. car? Yeah. Everything oh, wow. he said was like the, the character description on the back of that. And he's just like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but if you, if you just ignore it and take it in for what it was, it, it's, it, there's a good movie in there somewhere. And I have the extended version. And I was just like, okay, yeah. maybe there's something in here. No, nah, I was wrong. It, it was <laughs> there's <insane>. nothing here. <laughs> it was just a couple more minutes of just like, oh, all right. You know, but at the same time, I can find the good in something. Like, if I got a couple hours to kill, I'll watch it. And even if it's a good, if it's a good movie or if it's a bad movie, I'm going to flip it into a positive and make my show entertaining at the very least. You know, yeah. so, so Movie Tuesday was like just for me to just, you know, get some things out and talk about issues because I, I like to talk about issues on that show because I, I can. So you what know? made you want to like take your reviews and like you want to talk about issues to the podcasting realm and not just like maybe, you know, you just like writing down right. how you feel or just, you know, talking to your buddies about it. What made you want to like take it into the podcasting world? Well, I mean, like my friends already know what I think about a lot of things, and that and that's great. Um, I'm very active on like Facebook. I'm more so on Facebook than on Twitter, but I, I like to get my views out on there as well. And basically, it's just, I, I don't set out to change anybody's mind on things. You do that on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, but different points of views help with conversation. You know, some people might think this way about something. Other people might think this, but. We can if you can respectfully talk about those things in a way mm-hmm. to like this is my point of view this is my reality here's your reality okay yeah. cool I'll take what I need from you you take what I need from me and we can learn and grow with each other you know mm-hmm. if everybody thought the same uh, it'd be a boring fucking world yeah, <laughs> you know you wouldn't true. you wouldn't that's have true. to think if everybody thought the same um and and, and that's that's why. And movies translate that because a lot of times movies in the world are there to prepare you for something else. They get you conditioned to things like, um, I ain't trying to bring the show down or anything like that. But remember like around like the late nineties, we had all these like end of the world movies (laughs) pop up where like buildings, monuments and stuff getting torn down. Everything's getting blown up. And then when like nine 11 happened, a lot of people said, man, that was like looking at a movie. Yeah. You know? That's true. That things prepare you for something. And and if you really look deep into that, in all of these world ending movies, all these apocalyptic futures and stuff, there was a black president. Mm-hmm. You know, That's Morgan true. Freeman was the president. Uh freaking um Sam Jackson uh, Debo from Friday was the president <laughs> in Fifth Element. Yeah. 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 It's almost <laughs> like Simpsons, huh? It's like uh-huh. just, family guys just foretelling the future. Exactly. So they they just can like a lot of like media like that is actually there on a very deep level to just condition you for just get you ready for something that's coming. Mm-hmm. And I talked about that in the Get Out review. That movie is I'm like that was Dude. a lot deeper than yeah. I was prepared for it to be, but it was <laughs> that was also a good movie. It was. Did you read any of uh, Jordan Peele's interviews or listen to any of the stuff that he was saying, like on late night television, about how yeah. he, he crafted the movie? I mean, you see Jordan Peele as just a, a comedian, a sketch comedy, because he started on Mad TV, and then to have this train of thought and to bring these these type of issues to the forefront in a film that he knew was going to do very well and be received right you know kind of he's like you know it, it'll kind of be it might be perceived better than i thought but it's going to be around where i think because of everything that's going on i mean it's just amazing exactly and like the thing is and he used a very good approach like jordan peele he's and i'm not saying it's disparage him at all because i come across as the same way and this is exactly how i get listeners and stuff too he's very non-threatening mm-hmm. you know he he's very perceived as like oh you know I can I can he, he's not like the to a lack of a better term because I hate speaking like this but I've heard this about myself a lot he's not one of those kind of black people yeah. you know mm-hmm. so we can go check out what he's got going on but you came out with a whole lot of knowledge and you thought a lot about yourself and that you know yeah exactly. like I'll bring it's like it's like the mouse trap you bring them in with the cheese but they leave out knowing like oh okay yeah. And now, now I know what's what's really on your mind. 
yeah. which I love that about him. And then uh, go ahead and give my audience a view of Aaron Explains the Universe, because that show now, is Aaron, a lot longer. <laughs> Aaron Explains the Universe is a lot longer, and it's it's Aaron Explains the Universe has, has gotten, like, two. I've been doing that one for, like, two years, and it's evolved over those two years. And it's basically, I, I wrote a blog, um, called, and I'll send you the link for that as well. I wrote a blog starting in, like, 2009. From 2009 up until... Uh, about 2015, 16, I wrote that blog regularly. Now, I'll go back and I'll write something every year and there, but typically that blog evolved into what's now Aaron Explains the Universe. And I would just let out my thoughts, <laughs> like talk about my thoughts about dating, relationships, mostly like dating and relationships, politics and stuff like that. And it got a lot of reads, lot, it gets a lot of listeners, and basically it's just me telling my truth now a lot of people don't like it (laughs) a lot of people don't like hearing it because that show is very raw i curse a lot (laughs) i just basically say something and i and i'm just as hard on myself as i am on other people so if you think that you're going to just listen to the show and hear me ranting about everybody else like i'm so high and mighty you're wrong um but i it's it's a it's a way for me to vent like the way it came about like my blog and this podcast, um, around the time, I'm a cancer survivor, for those who don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that later, I think, because you, you have some questions, so I'm thinking that's going to be one of them. But I'm a cancer survivor. And around the time when I was going through my treatment, I had noticed my blood pressure was really high and stuff. I had some anger issues. I had I had to go to anger management and all this stuff. I was, I, I, and I had to go, I enrolled myself. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways for me to release that that I found out was to just let it out in my art and my art is my words and when I did that and it was very well received like there are people who absolutely love what I say and actually get what I say and where it's coming from on the flip side there are people who don't but at the same time all of them come and see what I'm going to do next and it's it's not it, it wasn't originally for entertainment, it was my own personal form of therapy. I need, this is how I feel about something. I need to get it out. And my writing technique and my writing skills blossomed from that because it's like, I I get it. If I can, this is the way that I express myself. So I get it out and it turned into something that I never thought it would, you know? And honestly, I never wanted to do a podcast. I never did. I love reading. I love getting people to read things. However, I learned that from like a lot of my negative feedback and stuff mm-hmm. that a lot of people weren't getting my tone. They didn't understand my tone, so they always thought I was saying things in an angry way. I can yeah. say things in an angry way. I can say angry things in a funny way. I can have fun on the show. Um, that show is very fun. I sing. I sing over the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll make a whole bunch of jokes and stuff. There's like planes flying over my house and I'll bring up that or whatever. And it's once you get, once you connect with people on a vocal level, they can hear your tone and stuff. They can kind of understand what you're saying. Cause I, I'm not angry all the time. I'm, I'm actually a very happy person, but there are some issues that I like to talk about. Uh, some things that might happen to something. I got funny gym stories and stuff. And Aaron explains the universe is just me Someone tells me, hey, what do you think about this? Okay, cool. I can make a show out of that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I've been doing. Like, every Thursday or so, because uh, that show sometimes comes out late, but I'll put up something that I think about, and I I pretty much have a great time doing it. Yeah, so, and hopefully, nice. hopefully, our listeners give me a listen and check it out. Again, the shit is real raw, but it's good. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, our listeners always get about supporting other podcasts, and and I think that's the reason why. Because they, from the very beginning, I was like, you know what, I want to start putting up different podcasts that I enjoy or give you guys a different scope of life in general. And I remember listening to Aaron explains the universe, and I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> and I, it was the funny thing that caught me is we do our intros and then music a little bit shorter. And I was listening, I was like, oh, okay, he's about to come back in. He's about to come back in. He's about to get nah, like a minute later. He played the whole song. I was like, oh, okay. So I just start jamming now at the house. My wife's like, hey, I'm trying to listen to music. Can you go in the game room or something and listen to your podcast? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And she's like, 
He's like, who is that? I was like, oh, this is Aaron. Most people have heard my wife on the show, but when it comes to podcasts, she's like, oh, you're doing your podcast deal. Oh, well, who are you talking to? Oh, I'm talking to Danny Iffy. They don't, they don't know you. You're just doing the producer. So I was like, no, no, I talk to him every now and then. And when she heard me listen to your show, she's like, who's that? Like, oh, it's Aaron. She's like, acting like you know somebody. I was like, no, I do. I've been talking to him. Uh, but it's, a, it's an interesting show. It really gets you to start thinking about your perspective on the world. And even with those songs, uh, you play some old school stuff. And, I mean, mm-hmm. just, you'll just be sitting it's, there. It's never going to be this, like, one type of music on the show. Like, I have a very musical, very musical taste. And I, uh, I owe that to my parents. And because like you'll hear uh, Phil Collins, you'll hear Genesis, you'll hear uh, Prince, of course. I'll play um, some Chicago. I'll play. I think I might put some Gordon Lightfoot on the next episode. Nice. Like that. But yeah. if you don't know who that is, you will soon if you listen to my show. <laughs> um, Def Leppard. I'm I'm all over the place with my musical taste, and it it, it comes in waves. And and it's like it's another way that I can relate to so many different people because. Music is like the universal language. Yeah. Everybody comes together through music. And we and that can take you to different places too. You can hear a song and think about a memory you had long ago and you just look up and just you ever been just listening to something you ain't heard in a long time and just started smiling because you remember how you felt the first time you heard something? Oh, you know? Yeah. Like I still remember my first concert. <laughs> which was a oh, yeah. long time ago. Oh, yeah. You, you never forget those those moments. And I think that's a beautiful thing about how our mind processes everything. It's like just a huge recording file, even from music, whether it be like an actual artist or even for like an old school nostalgic cartoon that we used to watch on like Saturday mornings right. or some shit. Like the moment you hear that, you're like, oh, man. You it brings back to those happy moments. You know, look. You start smelling everything that was around the time that you were listening to. Or no, doing, I, never, you know, I never did that. Oh, I, I never, did like, I My get, nose buds never kicked in, dude. <laughs> I'll start. I'll start. Uh, hair will start standing up, and you get in that same space. Like shows, like you're saying when you were a kid. Typically, I wash them in a blanket, so I start feeling warm with like Inspector Gadget, yeah. Cliff, all that stuff, and then music going to concerts. You know, I just like pick something. Like if it's somebody smoking a cigarette around, I can pick that. Like it's right next to me. Like I, that's where I was at the concert. I mean, right? Because like. Because Netflix is putting all, like, the old-school cartoons, like Masters of the Universe is now on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, you can watch, like, you can, like Dragon Ball is popping up all over the place. You can watch that. Now, you can, I think you can watch, like, the first two seasons of Dragon Ball Z on um, Hulu. Yeah. You got yeah. the entire series of Dragon Ball on Hulu. Mm-hmm. You can just catch all of these things. And, like, these are things that I grew up with as a kid. Like, I'm waiting on Thundercats and dinosaurs. If somebody uh. can point me in the direction <laughs> of dinosaurs, hit me up because I, I missed that show. Man, did you, okay, let me ask you a question. Did y'all ever see, and I might have asked you this on two shows ago, uh, Richard, but have you guys ever seen Denver the Last Dinosaur? Hell yes. Okay. Uh, that was a I no for me. Uh, okay. I don't believe I ever saw that. Because Denver, the la- and I keep telling people, like, what's Denver the last dinosaur? I said, he came on before the New Kids in the Block cartoon. They had a yep. cartoon. He uh-huh. came on right they before that. They had a that. New Kids on the Block cartoon. They had a kid and play cartoon. Exactly. I remember the I remember the kid in play. Man. See, it's good times. Like, like yeah. that right there, I'm, I'm I'm a kid right now, folks. You can hear yeah, my voice. Yeah, like Saturday morning actually had cartoons on. You would wake up. Early as hell on a Saturday, like just to watch cartoons on like three different channels. They would even have lead in episodes on Friday night Mm -hmm. on like Urkel or something. They'll talk (laughs) about cartoons coming on Ninja Turtles coming on tomorrow morning at nine. Right? Tomorrow morning at nine, we got Sonic the Hedgehog followed by Ninja Turtles. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, all right, cool. I'm in. Let's do this. To a fun fact for the audience, till this day, I eat lasagna because of Garfield, chili dogs because of Sonic. And fucking pizza because uh-huh. of the turtles. <laughs> That's the trifecta right there. All Italian foods <laughs> from cartoons. Uh, let's do this real quick. Let's take a quick pause for the cause. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Hey, everybody, this is Elijah Bailey, one of your hosts of the Superpower Movie Podcast, just urging you to go out right now and subscribe on iTunes. It makes it easier for you to listen to the podcast because as soon as it drops, it'll automatically notify you. Also, rate and review because that helps others find the podcast that you love. If you do not have an iOS device, go to Podbean right now and click that heart button to follow the show right there. Now, 
The fun doesn't stop there. Go to Twitter or Instagram and follow at SPM underscore podcast to see all of our pictures and the conversation we have with other fans of the show. And follow us on our official Facebook page at Super Powered Movie Podcast. And if you have anything that you want to send us an email, send it to SPMoviePodcast at gmail.com. Welcome back. We are on episode 80 yes. of the fucking Elijah Bailey Show. And we do have you, special guests. What's up, bro? Do you think I should add that into the title, the fucking Elijah Bailey Show? No. Okay. That's, 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 too, that's much. too much. Yeah. That's too much. Okay. That's too iTunes much. don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> iTunes don't like that, and I don't, I don't think Black and Students will like that either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but who's our special guest you were telling us? Mm. <laughs> so you caught him on a drink. My bad. I thought, I thought you was going to take uh, over. No, I thought no, no. Gonna, <laughs> no, I can't do it. My bad. <coughs> you got me all choked up shit. That's what I do. That's what I do. No, we have Aaron, which is a phenomenal, phenomenal, not just cosplayer, but podcaster. And he just got done sharing with us his uh, wonderful love for podcasting and how he chose to do podcasting as a form of therapy, which is I feel like that's completely badass. Yeah, and, and what I wanted to get into next was... Uh, you said you and you knew we were going to bring this up. Your battle with cancer. Can you go into that just a little bit? Tell our audience because Richard, yeah, also had cancer as well. And then, did you feel that uh, before we get into you, Aaron, Richard, that podcasting was a form of therapy for that? Because you were working on it beforehand. No, no, okay. no. <laughs> no, I didn't know because you started before. No, it, it was it was for me. It wasn't a form of therapy. Um, it, just because it was it was more just like. I got shit I got to do before I possibly die for me. Gotcha. That, yeah, yes. a lot of that too. So it wasn't, yeah. so I, I wasn't fortunate enough to be able to uh, train my mind to be able to use uh, podcasting as therapy. I wish I was able to do that. I think that's really cool. You was able to do that. And I was never really a writer. My counselor always pushed me to start <laughs> trying to do journaling and write stuff down and, you know, write my emotions out and stuff like that. But I, I can never do it. Half the yeah. time, I can't fucking spell. So, <laughs> so you're like, <laughs> I'm sitting there reading this shit. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm over here stressing because I can't figure out how to spell this fucking word. Yeah. <laughs> so it was never a form of therapy for me, but I always listen to podcasts, though. So mm. even listening to them was a semi-form of stress relief. But, um, Yeah. Oh, nice. That's a good way to say no. That's a long. <laughs> so, Aaron, tell us about your struggle, uh, your battle with cancer, because you're here now, and you're so yeah. I'm I'm here, and, I, and it's part of the story of why I'm still here too. Uh, hopefully, everybody get a good laugh at it because I know I do. But um, that's where you got. No, so <laughs> the way I found out, like I had testicular cancer. Everybody, every every guy listening to this show, checking nuts. Seriously, that shit's serious. But I had testicular cancer. And the way I found out wasn't through, like, a lump or anything like that. I was going to get health insurance. I was going to, I was going to get life insurance and doing my physical. And they called me back, and they were like, hey, there was something abnormal with your blood work. Can we, come, can, we, can we check mm-hmm. you again? I'm like, and see what's going on. I'm like, okay, sure, why not? <laughs> and at this point, I'm 25. And I, I didn't know, you know, too much about, like, blood work or medical history and stuff like that. Because I'm like, all right, cool. Let me just go in just to see. I had drank a lot, like, to, before I had, very recently before I went in to go check. So I'm like, oh, okay, maybe they just Taking saw my alcohol level yeah. really high and they tried to jack up my insurance. Yeah. Go in to the test and turns out, long story short, they're like, okay, well, we found a tumor. I'm like, what the fuck you mean you found a tumor? I'm like, I'm, I'm fine. What are you talking about? Yeah. And I get the news that, you know, I, you know, stage one cancer and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. So is this treatable? They're like, yeah, yeah, we can go in and we can get, we can take care of it and stuff. We're going to have to remove one of your testicles and stuff. Mm. And I'm like, okay, cool. Will I still be able to have children? And do I had a lot, all the normal questions that you yeah. would have when you, you hear they about to take one of your nuts out. <laughs> like no, it's cool. It's a it's a normal outpatient surgery and stuff. You'll be fine. I'm like, okay, cool. I, I I'm just going purely off the faith of the doctor who I still talk to today. I still talk to my oncologist. I won't put his name on the show or anything like that, just because he doesn't like when I do. But um, uh, I he, he he's young at the time. He's got to be in his like mid forties at this point. But mm-hmm. um, 
He's like, you're going to be fine. Don't don't worry. I'll take great care of you and stuff, and we'll get you fitted up for an implant and all that. I'm like, all right, cool. Go in and do the surgery. Now, this is like weeks after my diagnosis. And at this, at this point, because te- testicular cancer is a very, I, I call it one of the easy cancers because they can usually just go in, get the tumor, and you'll be fine. Yeah. However, in certain cases, they may not catch it in time mm. or it's something else going on. I was one of those something else going on where it wasn't just my testicles. It has spread to my bones. Not mm-hmm. leukemia, uh, actual bone cancer, which is a thing. Um, and then I found out months later that, that it spread. So that you already had After, the surgery. I had the surgery mm-hmm. and everything. I had the surgery in September. I found out, uh, I think when I say March, the next year, mm. that things had gotten worse. So you had, you I'm, really living like my, I'm living my life, and I'm like, oh. Okay, and I, I went to the. I got really sick one day, mm-hmm. so I went to the doctor. I'm like, "Hey, wait a minute, there's something wrong." They they started scanning me. And they're like, "Oh, well, it's spread now." I'm like, "Oh, no, you're gonna have to do chemo and radiation now." I'm like, "Oh, oh," and, and you know, at this point, I'm still didn't do the research on what that all meant to me. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, I'm going by what I saw on TV, which is what a lot of people do. I'm thinking, oh, and my hair at this point, it's not as long. I cut it down and whatnot. But everybody's like, oh, you're going to lose all your hair. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to lose all my hair. Because anytime you see someone with cancer on like TV or movies or something, oh, completely yeah. bald. Mm-hmm. Ten. That's not the case, I found out. And I didn't find that out until after I had shaved yeah. all my head off and Bet. stuff. I'm like, I lost maybe like two patches of hair <laughs> like the whole time. Like naturally, just lost two patches of hair, which grew back after the treatment. That stopped. The treatment itself is some of the worst pain I've ever been in in my life. I do not wish that pain on any of my worst enemies at all. And this is around the time that, like, I was going through a lot of. I was not the best person in the world at this. I was a horrible human being to a lot of people, and. I I don't I don't want to say that this is the universe's way of like teaching me how to be a better person. I'm not mm-hmm. that kind of person like that or anything like that. But, but it was something that just definitely to, humbled you. I started to appreciate I started to appreciate life a lot more when I was like I didn't know how much life I had left. You know, mm-hmm. like I didn't know there was a certainty that like hey I might die, and that's when I, I started writing more. This is when my blog started get a lot of traction and stuff. A lot of the, that time coincided with getting the treatment. I was getting treatment and writing my blog. I was I had IV in one arm and I'm typing with the other. Mm. Um, and and I was like at this at the time I, I started thinking to myself, what am I going to leave behind? If I if I die tomorrow, what are people going to remember me by? And I just went back to what I was. I'm an entertainer. You know, I, I'm very well educated. I'm very well spoken, very well, well written. But at the core of it, since I was a child, I just wanted to make people happy by doing the things that I love doing, you know, which is entertaining people, which is being funny, which is being goofy, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm like, what am I leaving behind? So that's when the blog started coming out. That's when I started, I started singing again. <laughs> you know, I started doing a lot of stuff that I just love doing and people were receptive to that. I had the best group of friends as my support group who never treated me like I was sick. You know, we would do all the same things we would do. I would still go out, have fun, have a good time and stuff. When I was too tired to do that, they understood and we went home. They didn't like say, all right, Aaron, you go. We're going to stay out. They're like, no, we're going because, it's not a party without you. So if you're too tired, if you can't make it, anything like that, okay, that's the night. Let's go. Yeah. You know, and I, I love them dearly to that. We all, I, I still have the same group of friends from then now. And a big part of what kept me alive, what still kept me here, and this is where it gets hilarious. And like I said, like a lot of people like my blog, a lot of people don't. And the people who don't are very vocal about it, not hmm. publicly. They'll send me emails or like message me or whatever. However, there are people who genuinely hate me. 
and me being the kind of person that I am, I will not give them the satisfaction of me dying before they do. <laughs> you know, that's what kept me alive. I was like, nope, mm-hmm. while these people still got something to whine and bitch and moan about, I'm still going to be here giving them something to whine, bitch, and moan about. <laughs> that's the way to do it. That is the way to so do I, it. So, and, and, um, I've been in remission for, it'll be five years this September, actually. Awesome. Almost a year to the date that I was uh, diagnosed was when I got told that we're good, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Man, that's amazing. That is just to be able to, one, have that kind of, because, I mean, a lot of people, it's very hard to face, you know, potential death. There's a high possibility you're going to yeah. die or then, or you are going to die in three months. A lot of people don't know how to deal with it. They start spiraling. But to have that group of friends that you had or that you still have that were there to support you and actually be there for you uh, very selflessly and then to find your outlet and to reflect on everything. I mean, that that is not the it's not the ideal way people would want to go about cherishing life and then actually learning about what they have. But I mean, that's a a perfect example of how you can make that into something that is a strong driving force and impact on your life every single day. Cause a lot of, a lot of, and a lot of things from that period is what I was like, okay, what am I going to leave behind? Also the question of who am I came up a lot. This is Mm -hmm. around the time I did my family history. I traced my family all the way back to Africa uh, which I found very enlightening that the part of Africa where I assumed we were from, since, you know, I, I grew up here in America, wasn't the deal at all. You know, like, yeah. I, I am I am a descendant of, you know, African slaves. However, the slavery portion of my family didn't come directly from Africa. They came from Brazil, actually. Oh, mm. Interesting. Like nice. a lot of people, a lot of people didn't realize that like a lot of slaves came up from Brazil as well. So uh, a lot of that came from that. And then on my mo- and that was my dad's side of the family. My mom's side of the family has more Arabic twist to it. As when I trace them all the way back, I get all the way back to Egypt. Okay. So I'm actually one of the few black people who has like some knowledge of self that can actually claim Egypt. <laughs> yeah. Go go from slavery straight to ancient Egypt. I'm like, whoa, there's a lot of things that happen in between, you know? But I can actually say that and it makes me proud that I actually know who I am. It it sucks that a part of my family records is a fucking receipt. You know? Someone being bought, but at the same time, I I am one of the few black people who reclaimed my history. Nice. Nice. I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, me too. But I, I mean, for me, between my 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 dad's lies, <laughs> trying to figure out who we are, I need to just go ahead yeah. and get it done because my dad is. Uh, we talked about him on the show. He's very uh, eccentric, very unique. He'll be like, "It's it, his birthday, or it's my birthday, especially on my birthday." Man, you're so lucky to be one of my seed, and all of the kings and queens. I'm like, thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for the birthday uh, wishes. You can just keep it like you know, just regular. I, I just want something plain, just like happy birthday, son. All right, I will talk to you next year, next year, or next month, yeah. or whatever. But he has this long speech. All my kids have the strength of the king, and this is where y'all get the jump roping skills from. Like, yeah, genetically, you know, probably do have a high recruitment of fast twitch. You know, going into the the physiology of it, but the, some of this other stuff you say is very suspect, Dad. Yeah. You just leave it alone. Yeah, I just say uh, keep it in your suitcase, yeah. Dad. That's what he just, he's telling those Doctor Huxtable Dad stories and stuff. <laughs> You're like, okay, <laughs> exactly. Like, ah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just gonna go hang out with Rudy down the street, and then I'll be back later. Uh, now, uh-huh. <laughs> one thing that I did want to hit on is we keep on kind of skimming over it. You have a PhD. What yes. did you go to school for? Because I know people are, like I said, pretty hard, damn it, because I have my bachelor's and going back to school for this master's and then for the doctorate, it's a process. But was this something that was before the cancer or this was something that you wanted to finish this up afterwards? After. The PhD was very recently, like meaning I'm celebrating a year of having my doctorate next week on, on my mom's birthday on June 10th. It'll be a year that I've had my doctorate. Nice. The story behind the story behind that is, um, are you familiar with the play Hamlet? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hamlet was a perpetual <laughs> student. 
he was like he left and was gone at university for forever avoiding like problems and stuff mm-hmm. myself i am a perpetual student uh i went to arizona state uh university for my bachelor's and my master's degree uh i stayed in arizona for a long time not the, the entire time wasn't dedicated to schooling or anything like that but i just kept going yeah. <laughs> you know i just kept i was like okay well i got my bachelor's what's next uh, let's get my master's degree. Fine, you know, let's do that. I did that and um, got scholarships and stuff for it. So I'm like, it was basically free. So I'm like, all right, cool, let's do it. Um, then I moved here to L.A. Um, in 2013. I've been here for four years now. And I was like, you know what? I'm bored. <laughs> I should go get my doctorate. That was literally the thought that I had to myself. I'm like, let's look into oh, yeah. doctorate programs and stuff with my degrees and stuff, and let's let's see. Let's just po- poke around and see what the possibilities are. Now, my bachelor's is in English literature. My master's and my um, my master's is in sociology. My PhD is in sociology with a focus on human sexuality. I'm a huge, huge fan of human behavior and. Since, like, a lot of the things, a lot of my talking points, a lot of my books and stuff are about dating, that was the natural progression to it all, yeah. uh, in, in my mind. And I, I love human behavior. People are like, why didn't you go into psychology? Because psychology deals with an individual. Sociology is the whole. Yeah. I want to know why. You know, it's the whole. I want to deal with everybody. I, I, I like to be as general as possible, because when you get too specific, you start alienating other groups of people. Yeah. Um, so I did, I did that, studied all of that. And it turns out, um, cause I'm very good at reading like contracts and loop, finding loopholes and things. Hmm. Uh, my book served as experience. So I got a lot of years knocked off of my program because I had already published materials on the subject that I was trying to study. I had already, I had papers published and, you know, reputable publications and all that stuff. So they counted that as credit. Nice. (laughs) So my my program was relatively short because of that. Did you you have to cite yourself? Uh, Yeah, I cited myself, yeah. Damn, that that (laughs) must be nice. Because, see, I'm a a martial artist, and so whenever we're talking about martial arts, I mean – our school and our style is it's passed down like it was in the old days. So like, well, we need a textbook to cite that from. I was like, there is, no, I mean, there is no text. It's from, it's passed down from right. the instructor. Oh, well then you can't use. I'm like, damn, maybe see now I know the secret. I need to write a book. Yep. Now. Write a, yeah. Write a book. It, then, it's super easy to write a book. <laughs> like, not, not write a book, but to publish. Like writing a book is hard. I don't want to say that it's super easy to write a book. That's hard work. But, uh, but getting your ideas out, that'll flow naturally. However, publishing a book is super easy. It's a click of a button on Amazon in a lot of cases. <laughs> See that, folks? You just learn how to put. Pu- now, don't yes. don't publish a book until you read me and Richards first. We might need then. to take that part out and put it on Patreon. Exactly. <laughs> exclusive content. Right, right, right. That's the, yeah, put that on the exclusive episode because you don't want just people just publishing books and stuff. But it, it's extremely it's, it's easy to do. Uh, it's just a lot of things. It's like the desire to do it. Like I have a saying when when people tell me that they want to do something or, or they don't want to. I'm like, people who want to do something, they'll do it. The people who don't, won't. Yep. yep. It's that simple. Yep. If you preach it, I like, mean, if you you're don't right. want to it do is. something, you won't do it. It is that simple, and it's it's and it's your fault. And those are the same people that will sit back and complain about how their life is, complain about, you know, how the financial problems is. Just they they're the ones who bitch. Yeah. I think the other people people complain because it's like if you're only the only person responsible for your happiness is you. Yep. And you're the only person you're guaranteed to be with for the rest of your life. (laughs) Yes. It starts and ends with you. So make it the best the way you can. That's right, folks. Mr. Doctor Aaron Powell came into the studio with me and Richard and spoke such powerful words that our conversation continued for another hour. We had two hours of conversation. Now, 25 to 30 minutes of that will be exclusive. Just those segments, conversations to Patreon, the full hour and 
48, 49 minute show will be posted on Patreon for you nonstop, but we're going to have to break this show into two parts because Aaron just lit the place on fire talking about his cancer survival, talking about his books, his podcast, his philosophy on life. Uh, and we even got into Dragon Ball Super because when you listen to the exclusive, exclusive Patreon content, he talks about his Dragon Ball tattoo on his chest. So I would like to thank you guys for joining me, Richard and Aaron for part one of this episode. After this, you'll hear the end credit music along with cosplay and podcast of the week. And then next Thursday, we will have the conclusion of this two part episode. I'm sorry we had to break it up for you, but I'd rather give it to you completely in two parts than have you miss any of the conversation. Thank you guys. I'm Elijah Bailey and I'll catch your ass in the next podcast. Hey folks, this is Elijah Bailey, Elijah 5000, back at the end of the show with everything that you want to know. We just had an amazing episode with Dr. Aaron Powell. Go find his podcast, Stupid Movie Tuesdays, and Aaron Explains the Universe. But let me tell you about podcasts and cosplay of the week, followed by Anime and Manga of the Month. This week, we have The Weekly Planet, the official podcast of comicbookmovie.com, the biggest comic book movie website in the world, probably. The Weekly Planet covers all things movie, TV shows, and comics, as well as news, reviews, and general nonsense related to CBM, which is short for Comic Book Movie. You can find them on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe, rate, review, and let them know the Elijah Bailey Show sent you. The cosplay of the week is your underscore googie. That's Y-O-U-R underscore C-U-G-I. If you want to see a real-life Super Saiyan 4 Goku, this is the guy that you need to go see. If you want to see Trunks, this is the guy you need to go see. All of his cosplay is Dragon Ball Z inspired from Super Saiyan 4 Goku to Majin Vegeta to Trunks. This man keeps on giving it to us the only way that we like it, DBZ style. So make sure to find and follow him on Instagram. Manga of the month is Haikyuu. If you want to learn about volleyball and see a guy that is short but has a unique jumping skill, topple the odds then go find this manga today. And remember, in the show notes, in the descriptions, there's a link where you can click and it'll take you straight to chapter one of this manga or to episode one of the anime of the month. Anime of the month is Gate. You heard us talk about it on episode 79. A man, an otaku who is in the military, gets trapped between worlds. The special realm invades Earth and Japan, and he has to go over and smooth things over with his lovely harem. What will he do? When will he get vacation time off? No one knows, but go to Crunchyroll or Funimation to watch this amazing anime. Thank you guys. I'm Elijah Bailey, Elijah 5000, and the man that gives you everything that you want and need. I will catch your ass in the next podcast.